Searching for NBA playoff coverage? We've got you. The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, gives you an inside look into the world of sports. Hosted by former NBA sharpshooter and Duke legend J.J. Redick and sports writer Tommy Alter, The Old Man and the Three offers unprecedented access to the league. Tommy and J.J. discuss the NBA and interview some of the biggest names in the league, like Devin Booker and Luka Doncic. NBA final season is the perfect time to dive in, and you can listen to The Old Man and the Three wherever you get your podcasts. To hear episodes brought to you by BMW. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Welcome in to Playing It Forward. Uh, I'm old DB. They call me Damon Benning. That's my guy, Mike Sauter. We'll see how long I can continue to work with him. Well, <laughs> it's hit and miss. Uh, one of the good things about being the quasi-boss is if he makes me mad, I can. I got options. That's fine. <laughs> he's, such a, he's such a good egg. He's hard to be mean to every week. I try, and I just can't. I just smile. Well, it's, the te- it's the Teflon. Right. right, you want you think something's gonna get sticky and you got to get it out, and it's like, oh, that came off a lot easier than I thought. That Some, that would be you, Mister Milk Toast. Came, <laughs> came came off like the chicken parmesan I made last night for oh. dinner. Wow, no, there's no way I with did. his ten year old palate. Wow. It was either frozen or he no. went and picked it up. No, I made the bread. I mean, I peeled the breadcrumbs. Wow. Really? Yeah. Hey, welcome to adulthood. <laughs> <laughs> That's Mike Sauter. He's the legend. Your title is so long. Anytime I hear digital and publishing and... I didn't uh, come up with it, so... Do you know it off no. the top? D- director of... He con- got the D word right there. Director right? It, it, director of of sports, digital content, and advertising right. for wow. nebpreps.com. That, that's the title. So wow. basically, you're just you're, you're selling out for high school sports. Pretty much, that's what it's about. Uh, the legend that we've got next to us um, comes by and honestly, right? It's mm-hmm. not often that you you have the first week to launch a podcast, and you're like, I either got to go big or we got to go home. <laughs> yeah. Right? Right. We want to go big. Yeah. Uh, so we, big. we 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 want a guy that can cover a lot of different facets. It, he can talk state championships in multiple classes. He can talk about being a great hubby. He can talk about being a superintendent. Grandpa now. We're getting to that. <laughs> yeah. Grandpa that has his grandbaby in jump man gear already. Yeah, that's pretty quick. That was like a week yeah. old. Yeah. Finances are probably pretty good. <laughs> yeah. For the boss. No, no. <laughs> As we welcome in the the superintendent, he wears a ton of hats of District 66, Dr. Lucas. Uh, good afternoon, man. Hey. How you been? Hey, great, man. Happy New Year. Good to see you guys. Appreciate the opportunity to, to be around you, too. <laughs> I tell you what, man. I, it was interesting. So, so Mike and I, we've been talking about this for probably a month, mm-hmm. maybe five, six weeks. And it's like, gosh, you know. I want to start off with a bang and, you know, good first week, I guess. Who's got range, 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 <laughs> right? Well, Your middle name, it's not range no by pressure. any chance, it's is not, it? It's not, not. it's not Mike Range no, Lucas, no, is it? No, not yet. <laughs> yeah? I'll tell you what, man. So, so how are things? How was, uh, how was the, how's the new year? 
it's great, man. You know, the the winter break was wonderful, and uh, it was good timing for our school district to and the students and staff to get a little rest. And then twenty one's off to a good start. I became a grandfather uh, on early Sunday morning, about two yeah, thirty. Congratulations! 2:30. And my my wife and I are thrilled. That's our first grandchild, and uh, so yeah, twenty one's off to a great start. School started back up again yesterday, and uh, we're. Uh, we're back trying to get back into a groove. Hey, real quick, you're coming back in at least these first couple of weeks 50%, right? What yeah. what does that look like for the district and what's the design behind that? Yeah, so we learned the two weeks after Thanksgiving, um, after we won a state championship. Thanks for that reminder. Hey, congratulations, <laughs> too, on that Still state championship. They'll be living off of that thing yeah. forever. No, no. Well, uh, actually, there may be another one or two I coming know, up I in know, the I've, next four I've, years. There might. We'll there might. There might. But, but, no, so we, we had a bunch of COVID cases out of between Thanksgiving and winter break, and mm-hmm. actually the two weeks after Thanksgiving were the two biggest uh, – caseloads we had all year and so that led us to the decision to go back 50 percent for the two weeks after winter break so the rest of this week all of next week we're 50 percent so students a a through k go on monday tuesday and l through z go thursday friday but then after martin luther king jr day it is our plan to go back every student every day five days a week what is what's been some of the biggest challenges and maybe I just jump right into it with COVID and, and being a superintendent and making those decisions. Obviously you're working with the board, but what's been one or two maybe of the biggest challenges you've had to face or, yeah. or things that you oh, have to face this year? Been a ton of, I mean, really the unknowns, you know, and, and basically uh, every decision that you make, every protocol you put into place, you can quite easily shoot it down five seconds after you say it. And so um, I don't think anybody really knows exactly what should be done, when it should be done, how it should be done. So you're basically making very uh, tough decisions uh, that bring a great range of emotions from our students, staff, and, and community. And uh, you don't really know what what is best and you and you're doing the best that you can do right now that's kind of been our motto at the school district all year do the best you can do right now Mm -hmm. and that's probably not as good as it was last year because we're in a global pandemic but that just the unknown and then um boy the the anger mike Mm -hmm. i mean Mm. the uh the hate that has come out um towards superintendents and school districts and school boards over decisions about whether to be in person or remote learning, whether to have activities or not, whether to uh, allow full fans at an activity or not. It is a pretty universal uh, lot of hate Mm -hmm. that's been dealt out. Yeah, not to separate myself um, from the two of you, but I just want a different perspective because I'm answering the question, right? I've read articles uh, about my performance, my play. It's been very public. Uh, I've been cut from two uh, professional teams, so I've been told I'm not good enough. Mike and I have had this conversation. He has found this way to to kind of weave his uh, weave his way into the hearts of like a lot of people. When you're talking about kids, that he can have opinions, and he can write articles, and and he can come out with lists, and you know he knows people are going to feel a certain way. That takes a certain amount of, of resolve or, or conviction or, or sometimes perseverance, right? Or maybe Set all fly. three. <laughs> maybe all three, yeah. right? Yeah. 
in your position, it's not, I'm not, not to diminish, it's not tougher than what you have to deal with, but it is more intense, right? Yeah. You, you have to, you have to think for a lot, have the interest of everybody. And you know you're going to get criticism. Oh, no so, matter what the decision is, right? Way. So, yeah. so, so where do resolve and perseverance and conviction, like, where do those things come into play to keep you okay to make sure that you're in position to make the best decisions you can? Yeah, I mean that just comes with experience, and I think my athletic background has helped me through this journey because you know I've had. Uh, coaches dog cussing and yelling at me my whole <laughs> life up through, up through college right and so um you know the adversity that you deal with and you know I mean, it's my 18th year as a superintendent and so you know we were we were kidding around last night with the metro soups you know thinking there might be snow this morning we used to get crucified over a snow day right <laughs> boy that seems like that seems like a million years ago who cares about a snow day right, right. i mean right. that's that's Not small potatoes the, right. yeah and so it just you you have to really or at least myself i've had to really self analyze you know and and i've had to work and and talk to myself and coach myself to to not take things personal but it it got, it's gotten tough man and I, and i now luckily i'm wired in a way that I have always responded to the hate more than the love. Um, and so next time you're in my office, I'll show you. I've got a – it's right by my door as you walk out. Um, I've got five or six nasty grams that people have sent me about how horrible I am. I'm the worst superintendent. I don't deserve this. I don't deserve that. And I look at them every day. And those mm. motivate me every day way more than, oh, you're so great. We love what you're doing. So I, I, I feed off of – the challenge and the toughness. All right, so let me That's, ask you I'm, something. I'm, okay, but so you two are the now this is this is mm-hmm. teed up. Now this isn't even scripted. It just happens <laughs> to flow along the natural course of conversation. I'm a big believer that negative motivation only takes you so far. Mm-hmm. It has a shelf life. Mm-hmm. At some point it has to be cultivated into something else. Right. You two have mastered the art of using criticisms as catalysts to have these long memories. It's almost Tom Brady like. <laughs> I I can't function like that because I think over the long haul it manifests itself in other ways. I'm curious to see is it a short shelf life? Is it in the moment? Like how do you make it work? I get I get where you're coming from. So and I would agree with you on that. So so when I thought when I talk about the negativity, I agree with you, DB, that the negativity coming from others towards me or any leader does have a, a short shelf life. But I thrive off of yeah. it long term mm. internally. Right. And I, I do have I do have a great memory. I mean I remember uh, and, and it's weird because even when I was a coach, and I think a lot of people are wired this way, you remember the losses mm-hmm. way more than you remember yeah. the wins. And and I wish, believe me, I wish I wasn't wired that way. But so I'm with you. It, it's not, there is a short shelf life of learning or, or, or listening to negativity from others, but I make sure I keep it driving because, you know, I grew up in a, a pretty tough 
circumstances down in Florida. And a lot of people don't know that story. And you've been extremely transparent and candid about what that was like. I mean, we can get into that a little bit. Well, and I I, I, I like to share it because of uh, because a lot of my students, I can identify with a lot of my students when they first look at me. um, You know, they might not think we have a lot in common. But when I start, you know. We have a lot in common. I grew up, you know, a single mom. Um, she has some mental health issues uh, ongoing. We were in poverty, you know, and I, I was talking to somebody today. Honest to goodness, I still wake up every day trying to avoid going back to the trailer park, mm. trying, mm. To, trying to avoid uh, living in a motel, trying to avoid food stamps. Mm. And I'm 48 years old, mm. and that still motivates me to this day, and it's – you know, so so that's why the the negativity of <laughs> an anonymous letter or a death threat or somebody popping off on Facebook, man, when you grew up like I did, that doesn't uh, that doesn't intimidate me or scare me. I always you, I always ask the nice guy, you know, I'm like, he has this long memory. He and he is Mike Sauter, where I'll say, <laughs> you'll tell me something that somebody said in 2014 or an article in. Hey, I remember when, or I'm not that guy, and I'm just like, man. At what point do you let that go? Um, for me, it's very similar. Um, for me, it's, um, I, I use that as fuel. Like, I <laughs> as he as he just looks intense yeah. telling the story. Look at I'm, the veins popping. Yeah, out I, I I use that as fuel. Like I. I'm look at me. I mean, I'm, if people have seen me, they know I'm not the biggest, strongest yeah, guy. 100, right? 150 pounds soaking <laughs> wet with concrete boots. 174 pounds. Um, Still wearing 30 32s. <laughs> yeah. 32 32s. Uh, that was me in fifth grade. <laughs> but it's, it's, it, it's super motivating, and it's always because I've always been told you're the smallest can't do you can't do you can't do you can't do you suck at you're not good enough all that i'm going to prove you wrong mm. that's my motivation my motivation is prove people wrong and when someone tells me no you can't sell this on the advertising side or no you can't you don't have the capability to be a good for, good enough photographer for us or you don't can't do this or this or this or this that I, all right i'll show you yeah. like i'm i'm going to show you and another piece of it, too, is, like, I've been fired from jobs, multiple, in my life. Part of it is because I was chasing this passion, and it just, my passion ran into my, like, how do I feed my family? Mm. And so that, my mistake, right, I let that happen. But now that passion has turned into my job, and, you know, it's great. But very much so, like, Doc, I, I grew up food stamps, going to the food bank, living in from apartment to apartment to apartment. My, my parents were married 26 years and moved 24 times. Wow. Right. Like how many, would you like to educate our, our, our listeners and our followers? How many high schools? I went to three. Three. Wow. And it's all because my dad changed jobs, yeah. like got let go from jobs. Right. Not like, I mean, three different high schools, two different middle schools, two different elementary schools, moved around a ton. It, it wasn't, because of you know promotions, <laughs> it, was, it was the other way, <laughs> and 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 growing up that way, I I, yeah. I will I will vividly remember my my brother who's older than me, he's a basketball coach and pretty successful, and um, him and I when I was a freshman in college, 
I was 18, and I was such a punk back then. Um, Less than we, yeah, <laughs> we had a we had a conversation. He was a fifth year senior, and I was a freshman. And he said, "Don't make my same mistakes." Well, I did, but we also talked and said, and I will never forget it because it was in his dorm room. I can picture sitting on his couch in his dorm room right now. He said, "We, when we get older and get married." and have kids or not or whatever, we are not going to have our kids grow up like we did. Mm. And that conversation sticks in my mind. I'm 40. And 20 years later, that conversation still sticks in my mind. That's part of the motivation too. Very much so is like, I remember my, one of my best, my, my brother's best friends, I'm sitting in the backseat. He opens the glove box and there's a stack of food stamps. And he's like, what are these? And my brother in high school, my brother was, had to lie to him and say, oh, we found those on somewhere. Yeah. Like he made something up. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, and I'm in eighth grade. <laughs> right. you know, like, right. Thinking like, oh, man, this is not going to be good. And he just created some story that the kid, I think, believed or probably didn't. It's it's like all the great memes you see off. What was it? The, the Chicago Bulls documentary, The Last Dance. Mm-hmm. You know, MJ sitting there. And he's, he's like looking at the computer and he's laughing or. And, and I took that personally. When he said, hey, listen, when it comes with a price. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and being successful, right. I guess, comes with a price. Doc, it's interesting for you. And one of the things that I think makes you so uniquely gifted is even though you've been in a multitude of different arenas. You have some very basic skill sets that you've made portable that work for you because they're solid and it's what you what's ingrained that you've made work across multiple places. Yeah, uh, and I yeah, I appreciate that. And I'll tell you a lot. My first year as a principal, I was 25 years old down mm. in southeast Kansas. I taught and coached for four years. What were you doing at 25? No, yeah. Not that. Yeah. Not that. <laughs> and and my man Rex Toomey was my, my, my principal mentor in Labette County, Kansas. We were in a hot tub on a Friday night after a football game. And he goes, the best advice I can give you as you get into leadership, he says, wherever you go, take Mike Lucas with you. And I said, man, what does that mean? He goes, be who you are. You're at a small school. You're at a big school. Saturday morning, Tuesday night, be, be, be you. Don't be fake. And so when, you know, I always will bring a lot of energy and passion to whatever I'm involved. I mean, I, even my fantasy football league, I mean, <laughs> I, 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 I go all out. You know, I, I either go all out Shocked. and I talk trash and I surprised. win or, or, or I don't do it. I mean, I have a newsletter that I send to the families of my opponents. I'm a four-time fantasy football champion. Wow. I have a team photo that I Photoshop in. I mean, I, I'm just – I'm all out. It's all or nothing. And so um, – and I, I have a lot of confidence, not because um, I'm that smart, not because I'm that um, – that gifted, I have what gives me a lot of confidence is my work ethic and my desire, you know, because I, I know I will not get outworked. And so that gives you a lot of confidence. If, 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 if Westside needs me to work 21 hours tomorrow, I'm going to work 22. Mm-hmm. And so now, I'm, again, I'm not the smartest. I'm not the most uh, intellectual. I'm not, uh, I'm not a lot of things. But I'm a hard worker, and I care about the organization that I serve, and that gives me a lot of confidence. Ding, ding. Um, 
I love that because that's how I like. I'm definitely not the best writer in the world. We all know that, but you you ain't out working me. Like that's that's how I, like that's my that's just like I'm up till two. I don't care. Like I I don't it, care. But it's it's just interesting how I look at some of the character traits that successful people have. And it's such a fine line between brash bravado put off versus confidence and resolve. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. Yeah. you at some point you have to find yourself towing that line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. How's it what are what are and I'm, I'm totally maybe changing the subject here, but what are some of your core no, you said bring Mike Lucas with you. Yeah, I mean you've been at York now Westside. I mean these are those are two Franklin, total Franklin. Yep. I mean there's yep. two. You're talking way different environments and challenges. Yep. What are some of those core Mike Lucas values that you bring with you every stop? Attention to detail and follow through that drives a lot of people crazy. But but once we determine, because I've worked in an organization that could have been phenomenal. But we didn't have that follow through. You know, we stopped. We were 92% of the way there, but we didn't drive it home. So I will bring a follow through that will enrage people at times. <laughs> it will drive them crazy, but it's going to get done. Mm-hmm. And so um, tremendous passion and pride. You know, my, my name means a lot to me because I've had to um, put in a lot of time and effort. And, and not everybody's name in my family um, is well thought of. And so, um, mm. you know, so I'm going to bring, I'm going to bring pride, energy, attention to detail, relentless work ethic. And, uh, and I love, I love education. Mm. I mean, you know, and everybody talks about servant leadership and eh, distributive leadership, all these different terms. I honest to goodness on a stack of Bibles will tell you guys that I love setting other people up for success. I really do. And that's, I've been lucky. And it's funny because I've only been in Westside for a year and a half, not even, yeah, a year and a half. And uh, only seven months of that, you know, were before COVID. So I'm still learning (laughs) Westside. But the things that I did in Franklin, Nebraska, 350 students, and the things that I do at Westside and did at York in between, they're the same. Um, It's, it's, it's attention to detail. It's communication. I take a lot of pride in being very uh, transparent and, mm-hmm. and trying. And I, and I, I over-communicate sometimes, and that's mm-hmm. caused a few issues for me from time to time. But those are my, my core principles. Have you, have you swept the gym floor at halftime at a Westside basketball game? Um, not <laughs> at halftime. Because I saw him do it at York. I not, saw him do it. Not at halftime. I have on the weekends, though. <laughs> I have on the weekends. You, you know, it's interesting. I, I'm, I'm kind of just listening and – and a, a lot of it um, is kind of what endeared me to the school district, obviously having uh, a high schooler uh, that, that chose District 66. How important is it? And this may go for, for either one of you, and even myself, I know where it pays dividends, where you may be, Mike Soder, you may be the only one that gets a couple of interviews with such and such a kid. There's probably a reason for that or uh, Dr. Lucas, maybe you, you've you been the one to be able to reach such and such of individual, or I know how to deal with them. How important has the ability to make yourself vulnerable and be willing to fail 
created in what a lot of the success has 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 become. I love I love fail. So here's how I define fail for for everybody. First attempt in learning. F A I L. So if you're not failing, you're not learning, right? And so that's one of the big things I love about being an educator is that you have to model for your students and your staff and your community that you're you're willing to take some risks, but you're going to take risk, calculated risks that are trying to make your organization better. And if you fail, you're going to learn from it and you're going to get better. Um, the, the other thing is vulnerability. I'm glad you brought that up. That's something that I think a lot of leaders are afraid to show. Yeah. And um, just, again, I'm lucky just the way that I'm wired. I uh, I have learned that people really enjoy and appreciate when you show your vulnerability, when you say, hey, you know what? I messed up. I shouldn't have done that. We should have done this instead of that. And too many leaders, in my opinion, don't. They think they have to be perfect. They think they have to be very stubborn in their ways when it comes to things. I, I've never been afraid to say, hey, boy, I was wrong on that one. You know, let's move on and let's get better. Um, I've I've tried to be vulnerable with my students in a lot of ways, again, because it's harder. You know, in Franklin, you knew all the kids. Mm-hmm. Okay, in, in York, I knew most of the kids. In Westside, I'm still learning. I don't know most of the kids, but I try and reach out to as many student groups as I can and show them that I'm vulnerable, show them, hey, I'm trying to lose weight. You know, I'm trying to add money to savings. I'm trying to become a better father. And they need to see leaders and people in, in positions mm. of power understand that, well, golly, if if Mike Lucas is struggling with that as a 16-year-old sophomore, it's okay, it's it's okay, okay. for me to struggle right. with that. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so that that's something very important. And I and I love being vulnerable because that's that's who I am. And we all are, whether we admit At it or not. At the end of the day. Yeah. yeah. But showing that outwardly is is different. It manifests different, itself yeah. different ways for for other people. Mm-hmm. For you, Mike, I'm thinking to myself. All right, we're trying to pick this. We're trying to hey, first week we 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 want to jump off. How can we play to your strengths? You and I, we we talk every week, mm-hmm. but we've never really worked, worked together. together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Sauter's the type of guy. He's like, oh man, you know whatever. I'm good, whatever, whatever, whatever. But at the end of the day, you out there's some balance, right? Like it may sound all good and you may be whatever, but at the end of the day, there's a process in which you want to achieve something. Mm-hmm. You you seem to be parlaying <laughs> that and balancing that quite nicely. Right? The 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 whatever, whatever, but it's probably gonna end up going like this. <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a method, right? To and method to the madness is is something that I don't like to share, but I don't like that. But it um, <laughs> there is a, a lot of the times though I am very go with the flow, and I'm not like a calendar guy. I just yeah, I saw your notes the other day for the games, and they were almost as bad as Doc's. But at least I knew <laughs> Doc Lucas like, was going to at least print his and put his in the calendar. It ain't gonna I work. could barely read his. He said, hey, this is what I'm doing today. I looked at it. I said, I saw something similar the other day. It was your schedule. And I'm like, oh, even, even the big wigs do that, right? <laughs> yeah. like, like sticky notes. Yeah. and But part of that is like, you know, parlaying one thing into another into another is it, that isn't the 
I don't. I guess I don't think of it like that in the moment. Mm. Maybe it happens that way, and sometimes naturally. But I, I just work every day as hard as I can, as long as I can. My wife probably hates me most days for it. But now I, you say that, and you, your wife is tough on you too. But there's like this understanding yang yeah. though. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Where I watch you guys work because I listen. Doc's wife is like five foot nothing, yeah. And, yeah. but she looks, talks, and carries herself with toughness. Very much so. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know your wife is not like, oh, hey, you know, whatever. It, it's okay. No. Just go. No. There has to be some sort of balance. Yeah. Otherwise, she'd be turning you over to yourself, and nobody wants that. No. No. It's not. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't done my own laundry. Yeah. Um, but it, it, the, now, now you're too old for that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just I, saying. <laughs> I could do my own laundry if I had to, right? But it's been a while. Hey, what's this hot water thing? <laughs> Whites, <laughs> colors. There was, the other day, she did say, "Hey, can you change, put the stuff in the dryer?" And I was like, "Which button do you want me to push on the dryer?" I she actually said, believe like, you. I actually dry, believe like, you. I don't know. Are you uh, serious? Yeah. Uh, 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 all right. Let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> Mike's digging a deep hole. But over the, here. the deliberate, the, the deliberate part, or the go with the flow part, is just kind of. I think that's what makes me sort of successful. Is like, yeah, man, I'm just kind of, kind of flow here and see where the day takes me, and and if it feels like it's super stressful, like today, I'm like, man, I'm gonna have to. Before we started recording, I even said, I, I'm gonna have to cancel this thing because I'm. I feel behind. just weren't, just yeah. weren't vibing. Yeah, yeah, just not moving in that direction today. And sometimes that happens. A lot of time it doesn't. Most of the time, if people ask me, say, ask me if I can help or do something or whatever, it's a jump. Yep, doing it. No problem. No question. Doc, how do you figure out? Because we've seen leadership styles, and then you're right. You you hit on it. There's there's probably three or four that a lot of people sit in lectures and talk about. Right? You know, servant different types of leadership. And you can look at sports organizations. Um, you can look at Nebraska. You can look at Creighton. People always throw out the word culture. Mm-hmm. Hey, what's the culture? Mm-hmm. At the high school level, it's the same. Hey, the culture at Bellevue West is this. The culture at Westside is this. The culture at Omaha North is this. How do you decide when you're taking a new position or you're the overseer of an entity how much of it is, let me take a look and see what's going on. I don't want to just get my steak right. from the kitchen and immediately add right. pepper. It may not need seasoning Right. versus, hey, can you pass me the pepper? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah. how 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 do you manipulate or, or, or kind of work that into the leadership role? Yeah, that's a challenge because t- take COVID out of the equation. Typically what you want to do that first 12 months you come in, you want to just listen and learn. Listen and learn. You know, we always say, hey, God gave you two ears and one mouth. You should talk, you know, listen twice as much as you talk. And so um, things were going well first semester last year, uh, being able to do that. And then COVID hits. And so that kind of stunted my uh, ability to listen and learn um, at Westside. But you do, you want to come in and because I'm at Westside for the long haul. This is going to be my last job. I'm going to retire on June 30th, 2031. And I'm going to fish and golf until my hands bleed. (laughs) So I want to make sure that that I come in and I serve what the district needs, because leaderships, leaders have to be like chameleons. 
you know, when I went to Franklin, they needed something different than what Westside needs. And so I'm still learning what Westside needs. And I know we've needed more communication. We've needed more transparency. We've needed more structure as far as budgeting and finance. But to be determined, DB, on, on the other things that we need to really address. And, and we've got some phenomenal staff members in place and uh, just trying to make sure everybody's getting in the right um, the right role so we can really take Westside to the next level. How much, how much do you sport in that culture part? How important is athletics or activities yeah. into that school culture? Yeah. I think it's extremely important. When I when I talk activities, I, I I'm talking volleyball, soccer, right. you know, cheerleading, dance, choir, swing choir, Spanish yeah, club, of, yeah, everything mm-hmm. you can imagine. And it goes back to what we said earlier. If you're gonna do something, do it to win. Mm-hmm. Do you know our, our grandmas taught us? Hey, if something's worth doing, do it right. And and so those things help tremendously because if you win in football. You win an algebra two class, yeah. And I've seen are, that time and time are. and time yeah. and time again, because think about think about. And we talked about this uh, on on the radio one time that um, winners don't just win at this or that. Winners win, mm-hmm. man. They 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 win. <laughs> they want to make the best turkey on Thanksgiving Day. Yep. They want to have the nicest boat, and and it's the same with kids. And so. Um, you look at the the state championship that Westside football was just able to uh, to accomplish, and that permeates throughout the entire high school. And and now, the basketball team and the swimming team they feel like, hey, you know, there's a little bit more attention on us. Mm-hmm. We got to work a little bit harder. We want to be like that. And what what is it, Lombardi? Winning is a habit, mm-hmm. but unfortunately, so is so losing. losing. Mm-hmm. And see, I've been on in Franklin and York. I was I was there when. Um, losing was expected. And guess what? Behaviors in the classroom were awful. Um, and uh, the band concert in December was atrocious. Mm-hmm. That all feeds off itself. So it can either help you or hurt you, but activities are a huge part. Because think about when, when we were in school, guys. There there are some kids that go go to school because they get to take chemistry exams. Mm-hmm. And that's awesome. And those kids are going to be really successful. But the vast majority of kids get out of bed in the morning because they get to sing and show choir tonight. Mm-hmm. They get to play soccer or whatever, and that's why activities really can expedite your culture. I'm sure, DB, you were one of those kids. Like I know I was. I I looked. I the only reason why I went to school was because I got to practice. At the end, yeah. I, if I couldn't have practiced. After school, I wasn't going. I remember, and a lot of people have kind of made a living. Eric Thomas is kind of the most recent motivational speaker. He says it all the time. He's the Lions Gazelle guy. and mm-hmm. um, He said the same thing that my dad always told me. He said, I can't say it any simpler than this. I don't, I don't know what this means for you or you or you or whomever is in the audience, wherever he was speaking. He said, winners win and losers lose. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's not any more complicated than that. And so the option or the choice is yours in terms of which side of the fence yep. that, that you want to be on. Yep. Before we let you go, uh, since we are in super long form today in our <laughs> with our first guest, I want to talk balance, mm-hmm. right? Because if there's anybody that I'm around and I see you multiple times a week with a lot going on, overseeing 
the district and you got a great family and you got a wife and you got kids and now you have a grandbaby and you, you have employees you have to oversee how important or what's the trick to balance yeah that's a great question and it, and it and it changes depending on things that are going on but time management is critical you know so i i knew i needed to be out here at one o'clock today right and so i had to be very organized and rigid in my morning routine i'm leaving abc at twelve thirty, so i could be here at twelve forty-five, whatever so it really you have to time management is critical and then you have to give yourself a break too because the thing that i've learned over time is um there's always going to be issues and stress and pressure 8 days a week man and and, and uh you have to be able however you're wired internally you have to be able to get to a point every day or every evening where there's a shut off and you can say okay I'm done with today's trauma. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go home and and do whatever, walk the dogs, and and now I'll be ready for tomorrow. And so as my kids have matured, you know, I just have my wife and I just have one child left. He's a senior. Um, it's gotten easier because my parental responsibilities have lessened. You know, when now when they were four, everybody's and six, grown. Huh? Yeah, you know, and and so it's and my wife is amazing. So. You just have to, you have to have that, I don't know, the, 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 uh, the self-awareness of oh, that's when, tough. when you that's can. That's a tricky word. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I have a hard time deprogramming. You know, I have a hard time relaxing. Like even last week on winter break, I took last Wednesday off, December 30th, and uh, it was good for like two hours. <laughs> you know, and then I'm like, I just. Yeah. I got to go do something. And mm-hmm. so I'm still I'm still learning, DB, on that, to be honest. Trying to surround yeah. yourself with people that are either one smarter than you or counterbalance where you're weak mm-hmm. on the fly takes some real self-inventory. And that is, uh, that's elusive for most of us. It is. And I'll tell you, the, the, the great thing that I learned about athletics, playing football, baseball, and basketball, is uh, one of my college football coaches told me about the importance of self-scouting. You know, typically over the summer, um, every football staff will self-scout their own tendencies from the past season. And I actually do that every summer. I, I will sit down in, or take a walk or in my office, and I will look at Mike Lucas' tendencies. What what can I do better? Am I always talking about this? Am I wearing this out? Do I need to change my approach over here? And that helps me. That's what I love about education. July 1st. It's brand new year. Yeah. What happened last year, good, better, and different doesn't matter. Put it on the shelf, and boom, we're off to another one. So that that helps a lot too. Well, be hard to top. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna stay with it. That's Doctor Lucas, uh, Superintendent of District sixty six. That's my main man, Mike Sauter. We'll be back next week. The pod will drop on Thursday, so make sure you're prepared for that with playing it forward. Back next week with Planet Forward. That's Mike Sauter with special thanks to Dr. Lucas, Superintendent of District 66. Make sure to check out the pod. We'll catch you on Thursday. A Huda Media Production.